stories If you like tasty beers Open up your mouth holes And open up your ears For I feel like we got foamy telling us to shut up today. We did get foamy. Perhaps you did. (laughs) Everyone, shut up. Everyone, shut up. Yeah. Surprisingly enough, Engineer Bob, the best at the foamy voice. Yeah. (laughs) Engineer Bob, the originator of the foamy Foamy. voice, the best at doing the foamy voice. Bob is is foamy. (laughs) The singer of the foamy voice song. Do you know what I was thinking we should do? Hmm. Uh, If, say, people requested it, Say, say, people who listen to us requested, say, Charles Corncob redoing our intro. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be opposed I to that. I think it would be delightful to just like just throw it in there, or something a little different, a li- little bit different, a little or, bit um, different, or the Prince of England. Oh yeah, yep, that would be a good one as well. That's also, a good also, one. he's a little similar. Maybe Bane could do it. Oh, Bane! Yeah, Bane would be funny. Bane could be. Good. I'm, I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it'd be so funny. I just corn cob like scary stories. <laughs> I also like tasty beer. <laughs> oh, I like it. We all paused to take a drink. Mouth, yeah, we did. And I've opened my ears. See, look, you're halfway there. I know. <laughs> Wait, we if only someone was recording this. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. We are. I have to know that I draw the corn cob. In fact, hit the space bar this week. Yay. And you've gotten to listen to me, and I get to listen to myself in the future. Good uh, job, future me. You, I'm, I'm a genius. <laughs> Past me. Top knot. <laughs> oh. Top knot. That's a hairstyle. Knot, I don't yeah. know where okay, that came were, from. Oh, man bun me. You did a great job. <laughs> Wait, what What did you say? You said something funny before we started. You said a word I've never heard you say before. Yipes a hootie? Yipes a hootie. I said a hootie. I think Charles Corncob should say yipes a hootie. I would certainly say yipes a hootie if there was a cause to say it. But there is not. He needs to be surprised. Nothing yipes a hootie worthy. But yes. Nothing. <laughs> nothing hootie worthy. No, nothing hoot worthy. That's not had a hoot worthy thing yet. <laughs> But perhaps later in the episode. Oh, guys, strong start. Just let her cry. If the tears fall down like rain, it's a Hootie and the Blowfish song. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a deep pull. Wow. That was oh a God. deep I couldn't pull. remember the famous one. <laughs> I would only remember Let Her Cry. I don't, I don't know. remember that either. Well, like, thanks, Bob. Bob's a Hootie and the Blowfish fan uh, number one. You're big, uh, <laughs> Sorry, you're, Charles Corncob. I can't deny it. <laughs> Charles Corncob loves Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, do you guys remember good. when we did, I think it was our first double up episode, and we got incredibly drunk and sang a bunch of, it was like the musical that episode of Booze and Brews. Yeah. That seems like something we would do. It very yeah. much was something we did. Hey, guys, if you haven't heard that one, go back go and back listen. listen. I don't know which one it is. Listen to all of Just them li- until yeah. you find it. And yeah. then when you do, message us on Twitter and let me know. Yeah, and, and, then, let and everyone then we'll, else know. we'll what tweet episode? to the world. Listen to what <laughs> episode. We did. It's our uh, musical one. Hi! 
Hi, everybody. It was a long cold open today. Yeah. Well, um, welcome to the Booze and Brews podcast. Yes, welcome. We are the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. And drink somatically appropriate beer. Yeah, and we took last week off because uh, it was a week for eating carbs. Lots of And yelling at family. Yep. Um, Political fights and carbohydrates. Yeah. Just like America. It was almost a rhyme. Carbohydrates. <clears throat> yeah. There you fights go. and carbohydrates. Carbohydrates. <laughs> uh, but oh. yeah. So yeah, it was a long weekend. We all celebrated with Fam Bam. Yeah, no political fun. fights. So we had no. no, and we hadn't seen each other for two weeks. So we had a lot of funny voices to get out of the way yeah. mm-hmm. right up top, yeah. right on the top knot. We missed you guys <laughs> right in the top knot. Just man bun. <laughs> Just got to get him out there. It's better than a balloon knot, right? I, I almost made I that. Knew that's it. why I waved when my goddamn did, arm. I knew you were going for it. I did it anyway. <laughs> Uh, in the future, I'm just not going to self-censor. Yeah, <laughs> I'm no. just going to talk well, about balloon knots. She's going to say it. So Welcome yeah. to Booze and Balloon Knots. <laughs> oh, that's a totally different podcast. Yeah, I'm not going to be on that podcast. we tell ghost stories and touch each other's buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> that should definitely be a video podcast. That, that is a YouTube that podcast. That is a Patreon yep. like yeah. pocket of gold right yeah. there. Because I don't think anybody for free is just going to touch each other's buttholes. At the super donor level. <laughs> just the, oh. You can zoom the camera right yeah. into yeah, my asshole. You get the audio with yeah, you get the, audio. the, bu- the with, butthole And we will give you yeah. a controller to control the camera. Oh, you got like a robot. Yeah, for the top. Yeah. For, robot. The, for our top uh, contributors, we'll send you the VR of it. Oh. So it can be just like you are touching our buttholes. A special link First to a unique VR app you can you download know, on your Google Pixel. Somewhere in Japan that is happening right now. Oh, yeah. There are currently five right people in Japan who are watching VR touching people's buttholes. Yeah, and and then, and then there's a, a vending machine where you can buy the stick used to touch the buttholes. Yep. yep. Very much so. You Japanese people are bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I get Don't it. We're change. weird, too. Don't it's ever fine. change, yeah. you guys. Don't ever change. Yep. I'm happy you're out there. Yeah, I'm happy you exist. Let your freak flag fly. Do it. Well... So this episode, we are not gonna touch buttholes. It's not about buttholes. It's not about, it's not buttholes. about buttholes at all. Well, uh, I mean, it's well, LA, I'm which space is kind bar. of We're a done. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is about haunted movie sets, which are kind of like buttholes. Oh, which are full yeah. of buttholes. Yeah, yeah full of professional chuck buttholes. Full of buttholes. Chuck full of buttholes. Yeah, so. overwhelmed with buttholes. Yep. Yep. The butthole capital of the world, I would say. Hollywood, California. Yeah. I'd agree with it. Yeah. I'd agree with it. And Bob's like, yep, 100%. 100%. 100%. Yep. Don't even need to like hesitate. Yeah. Yep. As all of us live in the uh, city of angels. I have Adam. stories about some people that you've probably heard of. <laughs> I've touched their buttholes. I've, t- I've totally touched their buttholes. Yeah. There are some people on TV who have touched their buttholes. <laughs> 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 <This is> too- <laughs> I made it too real. I made it too real. <laughs> It's too real. Okay, so we're doing haunted. <laughs> changing the subject. We're doing haunted movie sets. Yes. Which was a suggestion from Dustin, right? Yep. From listener Dustin. OG fucko listener Dustin. OG. Sup, butter. Uh, so I don't know why you got that shout out, but you did. Shout out. Savor it. Yeah. Make that your ring back tone. Mm-hmm. I want. People still have ring back tones? We'll say yes. You should. My phone just rings. I don't know. I'm old, though. Mine makes choo-choo train noises. It does. It does. <laughs> Bob is a little boy. Yeah. Choo-choo. Um, so loves trains. Boys love trains. He's uh, the conductor of the poop train, yep. I do believe. Poop, poop train poop conductor. Yeah. <laughs> right, yep. right on my tweet-based profile. <laughs> so it makes sense. Uh, but yeah, so we um, focus now. Haunted movie sets, 
it's kind of difficult. Yeah, well, it's hard because there's not a lot of haunted movie sets. Right. Like, mine is much more a curse than a haunt. And I feel like the most haunted thing is Paramount Stage 19, which I already did when we did Haunted Studios. Yep. Or Haunted Hollywood. Yep, yep. What, Paranormal Paramount, that's what they call it? Yep. So I was like, well, I kind of already did that. So, (laughs) shit. Uh, Here, go back and re-listen. Like, I have heard a podcast where they were doing something like that. They're like, here, I'm just going to replay the episode (laughs) that I fucking recorded six years ago. I'm like, cheating. Lazy bastards. Do some new research. None of that here. We don't even tell you what number or title the episodes are. Because we we do none of that work for you. No. No. You know why? Because it's on your your iPhone from the iTunes. You can look at it with your eyeballs. As you're reviewing us. Yeah, Yeah. As you're reviewing us. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and so, we're gonna get one star. Didn't tell me what episode I was listening to. <laughs> Looking all over for haunted buttholes episode. Could not find it. Realized there is no haunted zero out buttholes. of ten. Would not butthole again. Would not butthole. Again. I would not put my butthole on this podcast ever again. <laughs> so too anyway, many buttholes. Put earbuds um, up butthole. Still so, enjoyed podcast. <laughs> Shoved phone up. Booze and Bruce podcast, the one and only podcast on iTunes that you can enjoy with your butthole. <laughs> you and your butthole listening together. It's like the vibrations from the microphone oh, in yeah. your phone as you shove it up your butt. Yeah. The, so our dulcet tones. It's like African throat singing now. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's all to like, you know, massage yeah. the inner prostate. Bl- yeah. Or your lady prostate. Your lady. <laughs> your lady. <laughs> sure. We're off the I'm rails. A doctor. We, we have a- I know. It's not even a, we're we're in trouble when my beer comes out. Melly's beer, while delicious, is only five point seven. Yeah. It's a normal beer percentage beer. It is a normal beer. All right, so you're first. That's why we're drinking your beer. That's right. So what you got for me, boo? I am telling y'all the story of the Return to Babylon haunted movie. Oh, I don't even Slash know what that movie, movie is. This I have to one hundred percent, as I'm saying here now. Shout out to brother and listener Danny, who totally gave me this idea because I was lost. And shockingly, he just gave it to me out of thin air. Oh, good for him. Thanks, was, listener Danny. Yeah, so thank you, Danny. Um, and Wait, is listener Danny the one who also took pictures of the Lemp Mansion for yes. us? Yes, he is. Good job, listener Danny. Yeah, that is good, good job. Definite yes. fucko. Fucko Danny. Fucko Danny, brother number one. Um, You're not so, my brother. No. But you are my fucko. Not brother. Not brother. <laughs> Danny, not brother. But fucko. Um, so yeah, Return to Babylon is a silent film uh, that was shot in the... I 1980s? Wanna, no. It was... Well, the it was never really released, but it's like in the early aughts. 2000. Mm. 2000. It's a silent movie from 2000-ish. Mm. Yeah. That's like, God, that's artistic... Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of yeah, they were saying around the same time as the artist, but I'm like, no, the artist was like two thousand not early two thousands. So art yeah. Or whatever the one the silent movie. So anyway, it's a silent film that tells the story of the scandals and quote decadent Ooh. lives of the greatest movie stars of the 1920s okay uh according people, everyone knows they didn't talk in the 20s no no one everyone talked. was deaf everyone mute they just oh, no made- they did talk they talked like this <laughs> <laughs> they did all the voices coming back <laughs> um so according to the film's website uh the film quote strings together the lives of scandalous clara bow oh fiery clara Mex- bow fiery mexican film star lupe velez and Ooh. her husband johnny weissmiller he's so fiery he's so fiery uh ill-fated virginia rap and fatty arbuckle oh no ill-fated fatty yeah. <laughs> yep say that five times fast. Yeah. irish wristwatch yep ill-fated, ill-fated fatty, fatty. Douglas Fairbanks, Gloria Swanson, Ramon Navarro, Josephine Baker, Rudolph Valentino, and others. And others! If you ask me, 
Too many people. Too many. Already your film is all fucked up. You're too a many. cavalcade of stars. A star-studded night. I'm like, all of these people... You, it, anyway, so there's a and reason like number Barry one. And we Barry Valentino in there. Yeah, Rudolph Valentino. He died in... Olden 19, times. Early 1920s. Like, yeah. he's really... Like, it was 26, I think. Yeah, and he haunts Paramount. We talked about that. Yep. Haunted Hollywood. Listen to it. Don't yep. know what number it is. But it's Haunted Hollywood. Um, so, the silent... It's... The silent film, it's shot in black and white and it was photographed with Wouldn't a hand. Wouldn't it be funny if it was a color, in color movie but in silent? silent? <laughs> that would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Don't steal my idea, internet. Don't do it, internet. We're making that movie. Um, it was photographed with a hand-cranked camera on 16mm film. That Ooh. guy was so swole by the end of filming. <laughs> yeah, man. That the just director... one jacked arm. Yeah. Just <laughs> tries to masturbate, just rips his dick off. <laughs> but then he goes... I can't use my left hand. It just doesn't have the technique down. Yeah, and then he kind of shrugs and then he just pops it up his butthole yeah. Yeah, perfect it's perfect full circle <laughs> circle of buttholes yep it's uh, went from jacking to pegging it's great <laughs> so the 16 millimeter film uh, was actually found by director Alex Kanawati who is the director of Kanawati Kanawati uh, who is the director of hits such as Inevitable Grace All About Alfred and Birth of Babylon oh so oh, a yeah, bunch those... of movies you've never fucking heard of. Yeah, me neither. I saw him um, at the Lemley. Wait, he found this footage? Yeah, so This he is his... like the Blair Witch of silent movies. His He and his producer were supposedly walking on Hollywood Boulevard one afternoon and found 19 cans of this 16 millimeter not film. Not true. 100% did not happen. Yeah. It's discarded on the Definitely street. Definitely Crackman Spider-Man had taken that and sold it for probably crack. Crack. Yeah. Um, and then left it abandoned on yeah. the road. Definitely uh, transvestite Marilyn Monroe wiped her ass with that film. Mm-hmm. There's no mm-hmm. way no. that they found film on Hollywood Boulevard. So Spider-Man that you can see his dick on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, pajama who, Spider-Man. Pajama Spider-Man who touches children. Yep. Yeah. And Hollywood weird. Boulevard is a terrible, terrible, terrible place, place to be. If you're not from this city and you come and you're like, that's where I want to go. Don't. No, It's don't. disgusting. Stop. It yeah. smells like urine and it's just a shopping mall. Yeah. Hit pause. Go to the Museum of Death. That's on Hollywood oh, Boulevard. Oh, yeah. Right? It's like Go. further down. And yeah. it's right by the fucking, what's that place called? The Blue something. It's like a craft beer bar. Delightful. Go there. Go there. Google it. I don't remember the name of it. See, I look nothing Blue up something. for you people. <laughs> Blue something. It's literally across the street from it's the a Museum bar. of Death. And it's a bar. Go. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how he came. So the idea, or I guess that is how the idea of this film came to be. They found this black and white 16 millimeter film. They said, oh my God, wouldn't this be a really cool thing to do? Let's record a a movie in black and white, make it silent, kind of like an homage to the 1920s. Um, so that's what they did. The movie stars Jennifer Tilly, Maria Conchita Alonso, and Tippi Hedren. Well, that's a weird imagination is, of people. Yeah. Jennifer Tilly? Jennifer Tilly. Well, it's good to put her in a silent movie. Yeah. Oh, and Debbie, oh, and Debbie Mazar. Again. Oh, again. Right yeah. to put her you in put a silent Fran film. Drescher in there and it's like, yeah. yeah. Is it, yeah. Are all the people who should be in silent, silent movies. Um, but uh, even with uh, such an all-star cast. Whoa. All-star. Yeah. The film never found distribution. So it's actually never been theatrically released. Like, I'm shocked. Wide. Oh, I know. can't win an Oscar then. No. Shocker. Can't Shocker. win an Oscar. The room can um, win an Oscar. The this room can win, yeah. an win an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there have been several screenings throughout the years, like a handful here and there. Um, and the website 
tells you and tells me that the <laughs> producers, it told me, it said, hey, Melissa. It said, do you know what you should know? Hey, Mally, guess hey, what? Um, I noticed that you're on my website. Guess what? I have what? some great stuff Mally, on the website. The silent movie has a talking website. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> hey, it Mally. sounds like Jennifer Tilly. We spent all the sound budget on the website. <laughs> They're like, say, Mally, uh, guess what? They're planning a special screening in Los Angeles in 2018. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let's go. <laughs> so, be prepared. Next year... We're going to go see this movie. I will go. Yeah. Uh, I will get drunk and go. And I then my guess will. is they'll probably have it at the silent movie theater that just got closed because every male that worked at that place was like a fucking sexual predator. Well, yeah. And they stopped showing silent movies. Yeah. The last yeah. time I was there, I drove by, they were showing fucking Shrek. Silent Shrek. Shrek with no That sound. would be a better movie. Silent Shrek. Yeah. You just get to see a green ogre dance around. Yeah. That's fine. What if you just went into the theater and they didn't play anything? That would be better than Shrek. Ooh, that's that would true. be better. Yeah, what Shots if they fired. touched your butthole? Oh, they oh. could just take pictures of my... Just show pictures of buttholes. Yeah. yeah. Still better than Shrek. Still better than Shrek. <laughs> um, but Shrek 2. Now that's a gem. <laughs> is there a Shrek 2? There is. There's like three. All I can think of is like a gem and a butthole now. Oh, oh diamond speaking butts. Of, diamond butts. That's speaking a thing that exists. No, I know gems it does. and stuff. I saw somebody posted on the Facebook that there's like a little thing you can hang on your cat's uh-huh. tail mm-hmm. that covers their little butthole. And yeah. it's like a gem. Mm-hmm. It's like a diamond. It's very popular in Asia. I have had friends be like, you should get one. And I'm like, I don't stare at my cat's anus. <laughs> I don't know why you think Sydney, that that's here. a problem in my household. Sydney, I see too much of your asshole. Yeah. Look. Look, stop I'm- puckering at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the weirdest thing. It's yeah, so they, they hang around their tail and they hang covers- down and it's like a little gem. And you and- get like a blue one yeah, or a purple, purple one. It just covers your For the cat's, cat's aura. Is that the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever your cat's Oh, feeling. we should make mood You're- fucking butt cold covers. You have to put it inside. Yeah, and what mood are you? Oh, her angry. It's a cat. Angry. It's always <laughs> angry. Angry butthole. Annoyed. <laughs> sleepy. These are cat things. <laughs> mischievous i like when you're like someone on our facebook vanessa will like this there's gems you can put in your cat's, cat's bottle <laughs> <laughs> know your audience man <laughs> i'm wearing Excuse kitty me. pants today so it's it's fine anyway back to the movie sorry <laughs> that was a, that was a that We're, wasn't even me taking us off the no, rails. That was me. That was 100% me. Um, the film features location, so it was shot in such um, places as the original home of Rudolph Valentino. Nice. The Norma Talmadge Estate, the Canfield Moreno Estate, and the Magic Castle. Fun fact, all of these places are haunted. Yes, Ooh. that is true. Which could explain a lot of the nonsense that was going on with this film. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so according to the cast, uh, some of the cast, including Jennifer Tilly and Debbie Mazar, after filming began, strange things started to happen on set. Um, okay. The actors reportedly felt like very like oppressive type entities All right. that are, you know, just stealing your energy, bro. Yeah, just touching their buttholes. Just touching buttholes. And <laughs> others reported being touched or grabbed. By the butthole. By, yeah. well, or the crotch. It's okay. like, you know, it's like a reach, reach around. Reach yeah. around. Yeah. It's a shocker situation. Yeah, exactly. You get, <laughs> Pick yeah. up like a bowling ball. <laughs> You're picked up like a ball. <laughs> <laughs> you killed her. Oh wow! <laughs> you like murder her, like the cough of a nine-year-old asthmatic woman. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Oh, yeah. ooh, the lolly. So the ghosts. Oh uh, no, yipes a hootie. Yipes a hootie. That was a yipes a hootie situation. <laughs> um, yes. So the actors were picked up like a bowling ball. 
For um, reals? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you delivered it so, like, matter-of-factly. I was like, wait, I thought we were fucking around this, Drew. <laughs> no, we are you, fucking around. You, you know Gullible's not in the dictionary. <laughs> you went with it so good. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So, no, but they were touched. And um, Jennifer Tilly also said that she would see apparitions <clears throat> of ghosts while she was on set. Okay. So, mm. it was kind of a spooky, creepy set to begin with a spoopy set um and then at first the director laughed off the reports and he was like okay he I said think- ha 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 reports ha 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 funny that's that's my room guy laugh okay that's my tommy wiseau um but not bitch not bitch not bitch abp uh abp um <laughs> once <laughs> always be pimpin. You guys. Nubbitch. Nubbitch. You have no idea what we're talking about. Um, guys, Google it. Watch for five minutes and then turn it off. Yeah, Google it. It becomes always, part of your soul. Always be pimpin. Have a good time. Have a good time. A, always be, be. B. pimpin. P pimpin. Um, P pimpin. So once um, the director and his cinematographer started reviewing the film, they noticed mysterious figure uh, figures. 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 They got figures in there. They saw some figures appearing in the negatives. Um, the faces of the actors were twisted and they almost looked like they oh, were... Oh, like a seven days situation? Like their faces were distorted. <clears throat> it looked like they were in... Like it just had like agonizing like... Ah, they're in pain <sighs> kind of like looks on their faces. That's um, a good noise. Thank you. Save that for my story. Okay. Um, hands were stretched. So they looked hands like... Hands were stretched? They looked like, like they had Nosferatu claws. fingers? Yeah, they had yes. like Nosferatu <clears throat> fingers and then they were like webbed. Ah, um, in between, it swamp was thing loves Ferratu fingers. Oh. Noses became Creature really long. Creature from the Black Ferratu. Swamp Ferratu. Swamp Ferratu. Um, noses became long and pointy. Like Pinocchio. Yeah, it was super duper freaky. <laughs> um, in <laughs> like fact, a bird. Birdemic. Birdemic. Oh, that wasn't on. That wasn't. <laughs> that, oh, was wait, that was before. We Sorry. Started. We had a whole Birdemic thing before we started recording. <laughs> There's a callback to before the show. <laughs> callback. <laughs> callback. You don't know. No, no. You know. Um, but in fact, if you go online, you can see a few examples of what I'm talking about so I'm not going to show you internet right now but I'm going to show friend yeah because we are not a we have audio but we don't have have video video. holy shit so there's a couple um there's this weird ass like monster man that just shows up in a field has nothing to do with the movie he's got like he's shirtless he's got this really long pointy nose and he's got these really long fingers Mm -hmm. and he's just like showed up like he's not part of the movie um then but he's just in the background yeah like they have a they stop they have a screen grab and it's like this dude just in the background. He looks like a crazy monster. Fatty Arbuckle, the character that playing Fatty Arbuckle, his eyes are all white. Oh my god! Um, and then there's one where and it's it, like one. It looks like his mouth is like fused shut. Yeah, and he's got like the weird white eyes. Yeah, they're creepy. They're super creepy. And then there's the one where she's like. There's like two faces in one. Like there was like the the face of yeah, the actor. Yeah, looks like and a double exposure. Yeah, and like one is turned to look at the camera, and it looks like it's kind of like, and then the other one is looking away, and then you see like yeah, that's yeah, the one. It's creepy yeah. man. And then like if you look to, then you see like the long webbed fingers and like the Nosferatu hands. If any of these are in the public domain, we will post them. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. write it down. Write it down. I don't think so, but they're on a lot of different websites. So All right. I'm I mean, sure other it people won't hurt. do it. Maybe we shouldn't care. Dude, these, these images are horrifying. Yeah, they're um, they're the stuff of nightmares. Yeah, it's so weird. In fact, that the director actually had someone from the Brooks Institute of Photography look at that. And they said it breaks all rules of cinema logic. 
um, because so they this, don't know what it is. It's they don't not know a double exposure of the face. It's so like some something people, else. That's what they're saying. So a lot of people are like, well, maybe it was special effects. And the guy was like, we had no budget for special effects. There was nothing in this film. Yeah. The only other logical explanation that I found online is that it could have been when the 16 millimeter film was converted to 24 in digital, like when oh, it was, okay, okay. you know, being converted <laughs> that way, that when you sped it up, it kind of got weirdness. But the Brooks Institute of Photography looked at it and was like, I don't know what the fuck this is. And in fact, it has driven the director almost insane. Like he's become obsessed with figuring out what the fuck. Like dude lost his house. He lost money. He lost friends. He lost family. Like he became obsessed with this. He should just release the movie with all the crazy demon faces. They, he does. Yeah. So like the, the screenings and stuff that they have, he mm-hmm. hasn't changed anything. But a lot of it happens so quickly that you it's almost like one or two don't frames. see it. Yeah. Because yeah. there was People a... just walk out like that was a crappy movie. They didn't see any freaky stuff. Yeah. There's a YouTube video where you see him kind of looking through it and some some stuff happens so fast. Him, he keeps saying there's like Christ-like figures in it, but I think that's where his nuts obsession yeah. kind of comes into play because I don't see it. Yeah, and then there's black helicopters and gay shrimp. Mm-hmm. Exactly, mm-hmm. black human helicopters. Infowars.com. Um, but no, the Jews boxes are making the kids. But gay. Yeah, he was he was saying that like you could see like some of the women their faces like beards would appear on their face and they would like take these Christ-like poses and I'm oh, like oh Jesus beard. Hmm. I was like no, it's their actual hair getting in their face because one of them Maria nope. Conchita Alonso was like running down a staircase known bearded and her lady. hair you could see that it's her hair kind of like coming across yeah, her face it's hair does that but he's like she's turning into a Christ like figure I'm like oh okay buddy you yeah Christ well known for his beard yeah and mm-hmm. being in movies um, and his love of staircases he just loves the cinema arts um <laughs> So, yeah, like I said, it never found a Jesus had a well-respected cinema blog. Yeah, <laughs> you would love it. It's called JesusReviewsFilms.com. Christ on cinema. Christ on, Christ cinema. on cinema. Um, But, you know, some people are like, maybe that film was also cursed. So it could have been a couple things. Why was that film? Was the film discarded for a reason? Was it haunted, cursed itself? Or, or was, was it, it all fucked up because it was on Hollywood Boulevard and had a bunch yeah. of crack addict pee also, on it? They filmed at a lot of haunted fucking locations. Yeah. So could it also have been? Wait, wait, wait. But but the, what they found on Hollywood Boulevard was not this footage. No, the no, no, that, that was, was blank just film. It was blank film that they used to make the movie. They, wait, they used that film? To, yeah. To make the movie. Demon film. They used demon film to make the Full movie. Full of crack addict pee. See, that's what nobody's at. That th- These are the hard questions nobody's asking. That film. Was cursed. Was cursed. That's what they say. It might have been cursed. And then two, it came as I said, from the bowels of the underdeep. The which location is in Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. No, I've it's been on there. Hollywood like. Boulevard. I've it's right been, by the Musicians Institute. I feel like I've been there. I've been there after hours. It's outside of the Chinese theater. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you put yeah, your hands in George Clooney's hands, and then it sinks down, and you go underneath. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody so I touches bet it was butt. like combination of multiple things. I bet. There, I'm sure there was like haunted like these locations are haunted like you can google the Falcon's Lair which is Rudolph Valentino's house and they say he still haunts that, that place that is so fucking baller I'm yeah. gonna call my house the Falcon's Lair the Falcon's Lair. Lair you know why he calls it that why so is he called that before he died he was and- a falcon no he was pandemic. he was a falconer he was a he was gonna make a film um, that had a, a lot falcon. of falcons in it like he and his second wife were going to who do this film who was a falcon I don't know she he married a bird. bird. Yeah, it was interspecies. Rudolph love. Valentino <laughs> fucked seventy-eight birds in his house. We said it now; it's true. Yep, D- done. No, he it's was on making, the internet. He was gonna make a film where um, 
it, it I don't remember exactly, but he needed a lot of falcons, but they he had to import them from different locations. Oh, his famous film. I don't film, remember why, but he needed a lot of falcons. His Hold famous on. film, The Bird Fucker. The Bird Fucker. Squawk. Squawk. Um. <laughs> The, oh no wait it was an older movie so it was like the squawk of the bird fucker yeah <laughs> it was a silent movie it just said black screen squawk squawk uh, uh, it's just just, just <laughs> scene after scene of a man humping a bird with those title cards that just say squawk, squawk. oh fuck oh. <laughs> it just says squawk parenthetical groaning squawk oh. groaning <laughs> Oh, oh god. Oh shit. Don't steal our ideas on that. That's anyway. gotta go on the Facebook page. <laughs> That's gotta go on the- I, don't, and I don't wanna make that. I'll make it. I don't wanna make <laughs> I'm that. so into this. But anyway, so they they needed a place for the birds to live, so Rudolph had him at his house and so it became the Falcon's lair. Anyway. Oh, so he his house was just covered in bird shit. Yes. And he didn't want to call it the House of Bird Shit. Right. He so just we called, called it the Falcon's, Falcon's Lair. Lair. The Falcon's Lair is pretty banging, though. Yeah. And fun fact, it's on Benedict Canyon. And I'm like, oh, I think I drive by that house every night after work. Yeah. So now I have to go find it. Yeah. And take a picture. I should. Yeah. It's going to be dark, though. When I when I take that road, it's very dark. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm just going to take a picture of like, look, it's dark. Look. Ooh, spoopy. <laughs> um, but that place is haunted. Magic Castle is haunted. Um, the Moreno Estate is haunted. Like so, all these places are and haunted. And all these pictures, because there's a bunch of there's them a bunch that of Melly them. just showed us. And they're all from different locations. It's yeah. not like they're all from, from the same, same place. place. Yeah. And they're all different haunting. I bet it's the film itself. I think it's the film. I think it's the film itself. And then like maybe one or two things are from yeah. the haunted locations. But there's too many of them yeah. for yeah. it to just be like, it's not like the ghosts were just like waiting, like like off in the wings for someone to show up and make a shitty movie. You know there. Rudolph Valentino was because he's like my because you know, he died really young. He was still acting. Yeah, but he haunts the Hollywood Forever Cemetery in Paramount and his house in his chic outfit and his house. He's yeah, there, so much haunting. There's some weird ass shit on there though. Like those photos are they are the stuff of nightmares. Yeah, yeah. they Look, it looks like expensive digital effects made to look incredibly creepy. Yeah. yeah. And for a guy who's had no money and the fact that... Oh, yeah, he used found film. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's not a big budget. No. 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 Um, and two, because the dude went crazy. So that right there kind of to me is like, okay, it can't be something that he just did on his own because why else would he become yeah, so obsessive he, over it? Unless yeah, you don't become the crazy obs- is an act. Unless yeah, yeah, he goes broke get- on purpose. It's all part of my... I He's going to go broke anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Crack okay. is expensive. <laughs> yes, it is. Less expensive ex- than cocaine. <laughs> but, but Less you expensive know than falcons. But, oh, I don't know about that, man. You can let them fly around. And then when they get too expensive, just go free bird. Yeah. And no, then I think to husband. buy a falcon would be expensive. I don't think yeah. falcon upkeep is that expensive. Eh, Fucking a falcon. What are you, mooses? Just go very find cheap. a mouse. Just, yeah. They'll come to you. <laughs> so anyway, that is the story of the haunted return to Babylon. <laughs> Um, it's that super creepy super and super creepy. weird and you you should definitely find out when that's going to air in LA it, and we'll go we we'll should go, go. it and just we'll said see yeah. the on the movie. website it just said 2018 so I that's will that's a big range it is it's 365 days it's a lot yeah Um. I will though keep on the website and see when it will film yeah film when screen. it will air screen, screen showing we do that so that my beer I wanted to pick a Los Angeles beer to um talk about the Los Angeles film. So I chose Manifesto by Eagle Rock Brewery. And it's delicious. Which yeah. is in Los Angeles. 
It's a Belgian-style oh. wit beer. I'm on all the ghostos manifestoed. <laughs> Get it? The manifesto of the ghostos. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it Fantasmos is... Fantasmos manifestos. Nah. That was not that funny. <laughs> but according to the There can, was a whole act that went with the it. The soul really delighted me. of a beer belongs to yeast. Magical organisms breathing life into liquid, transforming sugar into vibrancy and effervescence, rousing your senses to explore. That does not properly explain what the fuck this beer no, is. No, because we were talking no. about it, I think, before we started the yeah, show. This was before. It tastes like fruity. It it's tastes like fruity. a mango or an oranginess. Mm-hmm. The can is bright orange. It's bright so orange. we perhaps uh, I'm suggested that the orange paint from the can infused, infused into the, the beer. beer and made it taste like oranges. Yep. No. That's 100%. It does not say no, I mean, that those, it's fruity anywhere, but it tastes fucking fruity. Yeah. Well, those those yeasts can impart fruity flavors True. into this is sugar off of the you know off of the sugar and stuff like that. I mean, you know, there's there's weird Belgian yeasts that'll make stuff taste like banana. So mm. I probably taste like a banana with my like <clears throat> one Belgian relative. I bet I taste like a banana. You taste just like a banana. That's one I way to find out. Eat my arm. We're gonna have to bite your face. I was gonna go straight for the butthole. <laughs> Well, I'm pretty we'll, sure the butthole like, does we'll not do taste like banana. We'll do a London Bridge of face oh, biting God. and butthole biting. Jesus. All right. Um, <laughs> Chinese finger trap. Yeah, well, Chinese finger trap eating her. Okay. I'm you don't seem to be on board with this plan. I'm uncomfortable with this conversation. <laughs> um, but no, it's Sally's like, I am done with this. This, this is gross. <laughs> I don't like it. You guys, no. Uh, it's 5.7%. Uh, it's got 11 eboos and three swarms. Yeah, it's very not a lot of eboos. It's not no. a lot of eboos. It is delicious. There is, when I took a first sip, I was like, there is nothing wrong with this beer. No. It is a delicious Belgian wit beer. Yep. yep. That is exactly what it tastes like. I'm you will have a great this. time drinking you it will... and have a nice afternoon. Plus, it comes in giant orange cans. Yep. Big old pint cans. Which are super fun in 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's from Eagle Rock Brewing, which uh, we, we have been to. We, uh, yep. I, I enjoy quite a bit. It's a nice little tasting room. Uh, and it is a right little up. tasting room. It's a little place. Uh, but if you find yourself in the Eagle Rock area, it, literally, it's it, it's in like down a weird street in the weird, middle of nowhere. Weird, tiny little and, uh, street. It is a tiny place, but it's uh, you'll it's probably a nice get place mugged to... if you go after dark. Uh, so don't. Yeah, it might be a muggery street. Yeah, I can't. I can't. It's beer for the it. people. So says the camp. Beer yeah, for the people. I agree with it. I agree with it. It's yeah. good though. It's good. So yeah, super creepy fucking pictures. Yeah, delicious wit beer. Yeah, strong, strong offering. Yep. Strong yes. offering. Thank I you. I enjoyed it. Now. We'll be back. We'll be back in a moment. Stay tuned. Woo. How you can't jump. Yeah, I who said, amongst us is the gentleman? I said ladies. And then you said gentlemen. Gentlemen. Shut up. That's what I said. You told yourself to shut up. You I shutted did. yourself. You I did. You self-shut it. I'm or, an equal opportunity shutter-upper. And you don't appreciate it. Or you no, called us don't. gentlemen. That or is, you called us ladies and, and gentlemen. gentlemen. So yes. which is, am I the lady? Is Vanessa the gentleman or vice versa? No, because both were plural. Yeah. You're Fuck. both ladies and We're gentlemen. We're hermaphrodites. <laughs> they, them. They, them. <laughs> exactly. That's what we are. Yeah. Well, I'm We're, glad we got that settled. Sorry, intersex. That's what they're called now. Good yeah. to know. So, um, all right. Friend, you have a story. Yeah, it's time for my haunted movie set. All right, guys. Ah, Here we go. Let's dive into the oh, movies. Oh, my butthole is clenched. I'm ready for this. Get ready. <laughs> I'm going to paint you a picture. Please. The year. Ooh. Is 1961. Ooh, that's a long time ago. Tell me about Bill Kennedy Bottoms. is president. He's not dead yet. He's not dead. Mm-mm. He's sending men to space yeah. and fighting with Cuba. Hey, man. Mm-hmm. Germany is building a He's wall. He's saying, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. No, no. no. Bad, they started president. building oh. the wall in 61. Oh, got it. I know this because I Googled things that happened in 1961. I understand. Um, 
who we sent our first American into space. Yep. We had the Bay of Pegs. Salute. Ups and downs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Almost nuclear holocaust. Yeah. It's fine. We were uh, real close. West real Germany close. started building a wall. We choose to do these things not because they're easy, but because they are hard. Hard. Um, so, and Fucking a, touchdown, Tommy. And. Too early. <laughs> too early. And a delightful young writer. Mm. Goes on the Groucho Marx variety show, <laughs> You Bet Your Life, where he wins $10,000. Ooh. That's not an insignificant amount of money back then. Yeah. This writer, young William. Young Billy. He is a writer who he has done a couple screenplays, yeah. um, all comedies. He's told that he, one of his reviews says, nobody can write funnier lines than William. It's the funny guy. <laughs> and he says he wins $10,000 on the Groucho Marx variety show, You Bet Your Life. He tells Groucho, I'm going to use this money. $10,000 is a lot of money. In it. Oh, yeah. It's like more than you would make in like two to three years. Sure. He tells him, I'm going to use this money to quit my PR job. He's working in PR. And do all the cocaine. And I'm going to write a book. Oh, that's a very different. And this man. <laughs> well, sometimes they're one and the same. Yeah. Probably you both. I'm going to do an assload of cocaine and write a and book. And then write probably. a book. Okay. <laughs> it is the 60s. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he says, I'm going to quit my PR job and I'm going to write a book. Mm. And this young man was William Blatty. Falkner. And the book he wrote is The Exorcist. Oh. Ah. You don't. That, that's quite a book to write. You are a comedy say, screenwriter yep. and you go, yeah, I'm going to write something way different. Yep. I thought it was going to be The Great Gatsby, but I was not correct. <laughs> nope. No, his name is William, not F. Scott Fitzgerald. not F. Scott. His name is F. Scott. Scott. Wolf of Scott Fitzgerald. Not nope. Scott. I don't know what years things happened. <laughs> yeah, Scott. Obviously. Clearly. Scott was dead, I'm all for two then. right now. <laughs> um, yes. So... The reason that William Blatty decided to write this book was that he had a firsthand experience oh. of being of, exercised of an exorcism that happened in Washington D.C. in the 1940s. Oh, I was about shit. to say he rode a bike. He was exercised. He was. <laughs> he got the so exorc- much cardio. The, the exorcist. He exercised. The he gets a gym membership. He got and a gym just membership. pumps iron for two hours. Oh, the the exerciser. Yeah. Um. No. So, I wouldn't watch that movie. I wouldn't either. <laughs> Um, Steal that idea, internet. I don't want it. Yeah, that one we don't want. <laughs> Keep it. Uh, so the exorcism that the exorcist is based on is, uh, it's the true story of a young man named, he, no one knows his real name, so all Billy. the stories either say Roland Doe or Robbie Doe. Roland Doe? Why don't, why don't Rodo. 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 I didn't make that up. That's literally Roland, Roland Doe. Is Roland one. Doe. Yep. Why not John Doe? Like everybody no. else. Most people call him Robbie because he's a 14-year-old boy. Named his son Biscuit. And 14-year-olds <laughs> are just not named John. No. His, his daughter Sour. Sourdough. Sourdough. I got good. a lot of these. You keep going. Keep going. I'm going to keep digging. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to go Keep rolling that dough out. Yep. Just keep. Um, rolling dough. Rolling dough. Okay. Yep. So Thank you. Robbie Doe was, he was born in 1935 and he was about 14 years old at the time. So it puts it like 40s. Um, 49. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's math. Math. Um, he lives in Maryland. He lived in, I didn't write down the name of the city. It was like Cottage Village, Maryland. It was some like ridiculous Hallmark Village. Fuck face, Maryland. Okay. 
So I wouldn't live there. Fuck I would. Sounds like a bad place. So Robbie was best friends with his aunt Harriet because Robbie is an only child and he like doesn't have a lot of connection with the other kids in his class. So he's best friends with his auntie Harriet and his auntie Harriet is a spiritualist. Oh, and so one year for Robbie's birthday, auntie Harriet gives Robbie a Ouija, Ouija board. board. Knew it. I saw that coming. And Robbie's like, cool. And him and Aunt Harriet played with the Ouija board a couple times. He thought it was fun or whatever. And then suddenly and unexpectedly, Auntie Harriet dies. Oh, I'm sorry, Auntie on Harriet. On my birthday. What? Whoa. Yeah. I mean, on my birthday. Are you the reincarnation? forty-six, so not actually my birthday, but a couple. Spoiler alert, I was not born in 45. No, um, and neither was your father, so that's weird. Nope. I'm, I'm learning a lot today. Yes. Yeah. So I just thought that was funny. On my birthday. Yeah. So after Auntie Harriet dies. You're the reincarnation the of Auntie Harriet. that she dies. So my birthday. On your January birthday. 26th. Uh-huh. Learn it, internet. Month and a day after Christmas. Send me presents. Yeah. Presents. Um, uh, so Robbie goes downstairs into the basement of his Maryland home and mm-hmm. he pulls out the Ouija board mm-hmm. and he attempts to contact his Auntie Harriet. I miss you. Um, yeah. And then. It's the first time he ever used the Ouija board without uh-huh. Auntie Harriet there. And then that's Poor where guy. we got the sitcom from Robbie that- and Harriet. <laughs> Ouija and Harriet. Yeah. Ouija. Uh, from that point on, the family, the Doe family, complained that there were strange noises throughout their house, like scratching or scraping behind the walls or like under the floor. That's the, I, sometimes nope. their furniture would move by itself and that's they didn't fine. know why. And then when, sometimes when Robbie would come into a room, objects would fly or levitate and then move towards him. And oh. they didn't oh. know why. And Robbie was like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. He's he's a magnet. Yeah. So the he dope- ate a magnet. <laughs> yes, Robbie the magnet. That's the he has a magnetic personality. Nah. Well, they don't like telling you is that back in the olden times everything was made of lead. Wackety and when you eat a magnet, everything wackety comes wackety toward you. Do. He was just shitting out magnets. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, I love that voice. <laughs> he was shitting out magnets. That's my magnet shit of voice. <laughs> um. I, I I got a great idea for a picture. It's a boy who shits magnets. <laughs> Nah. All right. All right, writer's Sign room. Sign it. <laughs> green light. I need a script for the boy who shits magnets in three days. We got we to gotta fast track the green boy. <laughs> Drink the magnet boy. Green We're taking boy, it to the studio. Boy. We're going to green light it. The boy who shits magnets. We're going on the way to the pictures. <laughs> the talkies. Um, so the Doe family was a Lutheran family, not a Catholic family. No. So they called their Lutheran pastor. And said, we got a bunch of weird fucking shit happening. So the pastor comes. He spends the night. He sleeps in the armchair in the living room. And he's like, holy shit. You're not fucking around. There's a bunch of weird shit happening in your fucking house. Mm. So he's like, you're right. I believe you. And they're like, what do we do? And and their Lutheran minister says, call a Catholic priest. <laughs> <laughs> this is a job for the Catholics. He's like, this it's is also my Catholic get- voice. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the shoulders that really sell the voice. I kind of imagine now like Catholic Superman flying in. <laughs> yeah. This is a job for Catholic men. The power of Christ compels you. Yeah. You had a Lutheran here, didn't you? He couldn't handle it? Well, that's why you called me. Catholic Catholic man. Catholic man. man. Leap small demons at a single bound. (laughs) Um, So they called a Catholic priest. They called Father Hughes, who was, uh, he taught at Georgetown, Hmm. um, which is where Blatty went to school. Um, And so Father Hughes was approached to do an exorcism on this boy um, on the boy not like a fucking cleansing of the house no, no on the boy because they were like the moving objects were following Robbie around so yeah, they were like gotcha. it's definitely linked to Robbie he's the okay. one fucking with the Ouija board he's the one he brought this on magnets. himself um so they were like stop oh. shitting all these magnets Jesus <laughs> they were like this boy's just shitting magnets 
uh, poop, poop, magnet, poop. Um, <laughs> the Schitzercist. <laughs> That's a much different That's movie. What, in the book, The Exorcist, which is different than the movie, it's much more graphic than the movie is. Oh. And in the book... He shits a magnet. The girl shits herself constantly and like throws her shit at people and she's in diapers and they have to try and change the diaper. Oh. But she like won't stop shitting on them and she's like trying to change... Like there's a lot of shit in the... <laughs> It's much more graphic. Bill Blatty is obsessed with poop. Yeah, he Bill Blatty, the dirty, dirty, dirty whore. man. But the you heard it here first. Bill Blatty, <laughs> R.I.P. Bill Blatty, the dirty, dirty, dirty whore. Um. <laughs> so okay, so Father Hughes, Professor Georgetown. He like invites some of his class out to see this exorcism because he's like, look, we talk about God all the time. We talk about the devil. This is a real life way you can see the battle between good and evil happening in our world. Field trip time. Exorcist. Yay! Sure, sure, right? I get it. They, I ten get out of ten would not go. They'd take their sack lunches. Yeah, they'd exactly. pack their bags. Yeah, just crunch on some carrot sticks in the corner while mm-hmm. some fourteen year old boy is shitting himself. Mm-hmm. Yep, shitting cool. magnets. Um, are you gonna eat all your? Are you gonna eat all your applesauce? <laughs> just drink. No, I'm not. Ah! <laughs> <Four>. <laughs> Fuck your applesauce. Today is a lovely day for applesauce. <laughs> um, I also realized as I was doing this story, I don't know that you, Melissa, have ever seen the exercise. I have. Okay. Yay! Oh, that's right. You saw it in Spanish. I saw it in Spanish. Okay. You know who hasn't seen it? Oh, have you not never seen, seen the it. fucking Exorcist? Never seen How the Exorcist. Have you? I seen a movie okay, that you have. Homework, you 100% should. Okay. It's, yeah. it's over two hours. No, that going in. The beginning is very dull. Yeah, but once she's uh, possessed, it, it, it's it, good. It's it goes much fast and it's good. We, the last 15 minutes of the movie, solid. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I'll um, just watch that part. <laughs> um, so, so, Father Hughes is going to do an exorcism on little Robbie. And Robbie is, he's at the hospital within Georgetown. Um, and during the exorcism, not while um, Blatty was there. Blatty like went one day, saw part of it happening or whatever with some other members of his class. Um, but he was not there for the like this terrible event where at one point Father Hughes is trying to get the spirit of this demon out of young Robbie. And Robbie manages to slip out of the restraints because he's tied down to the bed. Mm. He manages to somehow slip his arm out of the restraints, put it inside the mattress, breaks off one of the mattress springs pulls it out of the mattress and then leaps while still attached to the bed onto Father Hughes with the mattress spring in his hand and cuts Father Hughes's arm open from shoulder to wrist. Holy oh. shit. It takes over 150 stitches to reclose this wound in his arm. Whoa. And he, for the rest of his life, couldn't lift his arm above his shoulder. He could never, like while giving mass, lift his arms up again. He couldn't do the the Nazi salute thing. That no more Nazis. No more Nazis. Dude. Yes. So That's at that mess. point, Father Hugh said, "Deuces, I'm out." This is yeah. Too this is not a for job me. for Catholic man. Either. No, thank you. Um, Let he this had, boy be like, possessed. He had like a crisis of faith. He had a bit of a mental breakdown. The church sent him away for a while. Oh, whoa. Um, no, nah, it's because he touched. Little I was going to say they sent him off they to a retreat Robbie. where he just where Look, he just touches he a bunch of Robbie altar boys. Maybe he inappropriately. Robbie yeah. retaliated. 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 Yep, Look, Irish wristwatch. <laughs> he fought back with a mattress ring. I understand. Look, I think <laughs> I bet it. That's, <laughs> I bet that's what happened. Um, so, sorry, burp. So then the family was like, "Fuck." 
we don't know what we're gonna do kill him they have to bring rami home just chop his head off they're like fuck it we don't know what we're gonna do the child <laughs> obviously first death. first choice Look, death. we tried jesus now death now yeah. you're just gonna chop your head Look, off. we tried mm-hmm. <laughs> um so they were Parenting like by melissa they were like we don't know what to do like we're not sure we have family in st louis we have family in like other parts of the u.s we're like should we move him somewhere else is there a, somewhere else that's better like equipped to deal with this bottom of the ocean and Robbie, and where, where where is this this is in maryland so right in the suburbs maryland. of washington dc right. georgetown university is in washington dc right send right. him to the president um, so yes right away to the yeah. bottom of the ocean to see the president yep. mm-hmm. that's what happened Done. president spongebob met with robbie the possessed man <laughs> uh <laughs> aquaman just talking to fish yeah. and yeah. possessed 14 year old boy um so they were like we don't know what to do and as they're like talking about this in robbie's room robbie starts screaming screaming in pain and clutching his abdomen they pull up his shirt and the word lewis is written across his abdomen lewis. in scratches and oh, they were like okay what? we'll go to st louis no you don't listen to no the don't demon. listen to satan look i didn't do it they did so they went to st louis jesus uh it'd be like satan wrote st louis on his gut we're gonna go the let's opposite listen to satan yep so these people are idiots so they go to st louis where they talk to father bishop and father father bodern so if father people, bishop father That's bishop funny. and was the bishop named bishop priest no like this there was an archbishop but oh. i don't write it I archbishop write. cardinal <laughs> and cardinal pope Car- stupid <laughs> cardinal pope and then pope jesus yeah, yeah. pope jesus um no so if you're keeping track that is priest two and three yep um so father bishop and father bodern uh are like they're like okay we'll come they're saying uh the doe family saying with other family that they have in st louis uh these two priests go to witness the events to see what's up with robbie and they see um that as they talk to robbie he's like laying in bed and as they start to talk to him about god and religious things and read to him from the bible the bed starts to shake the bed oh. starts to shake in a way that like is not possible for him to be shaking the bed. Objects start to fly around the room. Sure. The boy starts to speak in a guttural language. And then when the priests start praying over him in Latin, the Robbie answers them back in this guttural voice in Latin. Whoa. Um, hmm. He then also at one point started speaking Aramaic. Whoa. Um, confirmed Aramaic. Confirmed Aramaic. Um, in sentences that made sense, that answered questions they were asking? I wasn't there. So I'm asking about the research that you did. Yes, I know that you he's answered no. in Latin. <laughs> Fuck you! I know that he answered in Latin. Look, I've got pages of research. You're just over there joking about poop and magnets, okay? No, nope. one of us is doing our job. <laughs> it's true. You did press the space bar with authority. That's true. And drank that beer. <laughs> I drank that beer so good. I just lost the episode. I yelled at Bob too much. No, you might have won. Um, so, okay. So, at one point, he speaks in Aramaic. To the best of my knowledge, in enough Aramaic that they were able to identify that it was Aramaic. I don't know that they didn't speak back to him in Aramaic. They were just like, that's fucking Aramaic. It felt very pointed. It was it very was. pointed. It was very good. <laughs> Um, they also said that whenever they tried to move sacred objects into the room he would push them away so they tried to bring in holy water and like the bottles would explode oh they tried to bring in the bible and at one point he made the bible would explode the bible exploded into pieces of confetti shit yeah yeah they like they were like it didn't party trick it didn't like he ripped the bible up the bible exploded it like disintegrated into tiny pieces of paper wait i was joking that really happened Mm -hmm. fuck yeah dude (laughs) um so then they were like okay we're gonna go to the we're gonna go to the archbishop. 
whose name is Cardinal, Cardinal Archbishop. (laughs) And (laughs) Father Bishop talked to Cardinal Archbishop. And... (laughs) And they said, we need to... Father Altar Boy was... (laughs) They were like, we need to perform an exorcism. And they were like, okay, we already gave permission for this boy to get an exorcism back in Georgetown, so we give you permission to perform another exorcism. Well, that's real cool. You need to move the boy out of the home. How Um, does jurisdiction work on... on (laughs) exorcisms like well, if you have to if you cross state lines you have to go to an- it's, there's a lot of gerrymandering that goes into like who <laughs> controls which portion of the catholic church the archbishop of st louis needs to call the archbishop of dc they need to have some sort of weird yeah like, then they put a bunch powwow. of like weird things yeah. into the agreement for the uh for the exorcism like then there's a bridge to nowhere yeah. and then yeah. they draw the straws and, and it's then it's fine six yeah second round draft picks and yeah. then you can yeah and then there's a bunch it. of like weird tax cuts for like big oil yeah it's oh. fine yeah yeah, that's what happens. Big oil. That's how yeah. it happens. For, for big, big, big for, sanctified for oil. Big Jesus. Yeah. For big, big Jesus. holy oils. Big holy oil. <laughs> so they were, so they get permission. So they move him to the Alexian Brothers Hospital, which is a religious hospital. Put him in where a they field. also bring in Father Halloran, priest, priest number, number four, four. Um, to to help to help Father Boderin because Father Bishop is older and he's like overseeing, but he's not going to be in the room for the exorcism. So it's going to be Father Boderin he and Father Halloran. Yeah. I have I literally numbered them because there's starting to be too many goddamn he's, priests. He's getting too old so for this shit. So priest number four. <laughs> he's too yes. old for this shit. One and two and three are too old for this shit. One okay. is just fucking deuced out because it cut his arm okay. open. Yeah. Wh- which one is a loose cannon, but that's why he's the best? Five. <laughs> <laughs> We're not there so yet, they babe. bring We're in there. priest number five, Father Van Rue. Father. Who's young. He's like in his 20s. And he's Father Riggs and Father Murtaugh. He's like he's like third string priest just there in case the other two priests die in the middle of the exorcism. Father 18. True story. That's how you do exorcisms. Wow. It's that serious. Yep. Fuck yeah. That's oh, why you gotta watch the fucking exorcist, man. <laughs> Father A-Team comes in. Father yes. A-Team. <laughs> so, during Father the- B.A. Baracus comes in. Yes. Chains and all. Yeah. <laughs> he pities the fool. Yeah, yeah he does. Picks a fight with Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> So at the Alexarin Brothers Hospital, it is, I'm just going through, it is priest number three, Father Boderin, priest number four, Father Halloran, and priest number five, Father Van Roo, who are performing the exorcism. They do it over the course of two weeks, and Father Halloran says in like interviews that he does after this, that at points in the exorcism, the words hell and evil rose out of the boy's body in blood and like exploded out of his body. So I'd say like evil and then like- Like a blood fountain? Yeah. Like, blah, um, in places that the boy couldn't reach. <laughs> oh. He was just shitting blood. <laughs> Raining blood just in a right whole a, new manner. Evil right across his butt cheeks. Little. Just a tramp stamp that says hell. So they said that the... Blood farting slayer lyrics onto the fucking sheets. I'm not into it. That's gross. So the mattress buckled so much. I was like, I would buy that record. She likes the shards. Buying the bloody blood shards. Blood shards. That's what a shirt is. That's the bloody fart. That's Slayer's new record. Blood shards. <laughs> <laughs> my new record. Let's go. Um, so they say, so Father Halloran, Priest 4, says that at points, uh, at one point, the mattress bucked so much because he was tied down to it. Robbie was tied down to the mattress and it broke so much it like came away from the bed frame, flew up at him and broke his nose. Whoa. Oh. The priest's nose? The priest's nose. Oh. Priest number 4's nose. Um, priest number 4 is a bit of like a fame whore. Okay. Um, so... However, however, two weeks locked into this hospital in like an old wing of an old hospital on the fourth floor, which is like where the psych ward is. Mm. 
they spent two weeks they lost the the main priest lost 40 pounds over the course of these two weeks because he didn't eat or drink and he didn't leave the room and they said like nurses who worked at the hospital said they had to come in multiple times a day to clean up vomit and shit and every time they'd come into the room get their business done as quickly as possible look and talk to no one and get the fuck out because they were Whoa. like we don't know what's happening in that room but i don't want to be a part of it the kid just didn't have cholera or something wasn't just shitting and vomiting Mm-mm. everywhere no no Mm-mm. satan shit too many satan. Too, too shits many, of satan too many shit, shit satan coming satan. out yeah i gotcha i gotcha um so they were like after two weeks though uh reports say that at one point the boy stopped speaking in a language okay. in this deep guttural voice and said started saying in latin i'm the archangel michael Oh. And I released this boy. Whoa. And then Robbie fell back flat on the bed. And when he woke back up, he was like, he's gone. Whoa. He's gone. Successfully exercised. I don't know that the priest did it so much as the angel Michael yeah, did it. Yeah, it sounds like Michael archangel. did most yeah, of the work I don't know here. How, exactly. But yeah. that's what the, the priest was say. like, hey, hey, Mike. Which also um, makes me feel like maybe it's, it is true because the priests aren't like, yeah, we did it. We're super great. They're like, yeah, we tried for two weeks and then Nothing divine happened. intervention came and saved the boy because yeah, we that, weren't saving him. That's not an accurate transcription of what Michael said. He's like, hey, this is the archangel uh, angel Michael. You guys fucked it. Yeah, you guys don't I had to come down. <laughs> Look, I got a memo from God that you were <laughs> fucking this up. Look, you, you contacted Archbishop Cardinal. Archbishop Cardinal <laughs> called Pope Cardinal God. Pope. Pope Jesus <laughs> sent me a note. <laughs> And said, hey, look, courier. look, I've been busy, busy in Israel. I had to come <laughs> over here and deal with you. fucked over there. <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> so after they successfully exercised the demon from Rami, um, they locked this the door to the door in this room into the psych ward. And the priest said, this room is now the tomb of this demon. And you're never to unlock this door. Oh, Oh, and the hospital said cool and they never unlocked the door oh wow and the room remained locked this was in 1949 the room room remained locked until 1978 when the building was being torn down and as the building they let it out and as the building was being torn down uh, like workers were going through and they were supposed to like pull out all the furniture because they were going to sell it and they come across this room and the door is locked Uh and they can't fucking open it no one has a key they can't find anything they eventually have to break the door they to, really want that shit in there to get well because they were told clean out all the rooms so they break the door they they get uh, into the room and the room is completely covered in dust as if no one has touched it since 1949 wow however but nurses who worked in the hospital said that there were times when they were like working shifts on that floor and no one ever used that room but they were working shifts on that floor they would walk past the door and they would hear really light scratching or moaning coming oh. out of the room like very very weak mm. like as if from far away but they were like that's so weird there's no one in that room and they were like maybe there's an animal in there or something but then when they finally opened up the door nothing nothing, nothing. covered in dust no one had been in that room there's no footprints there's no anything Whoa. Um, so then as they're going through the room because they're like pulling out all the furniture because they're supposed to sell this furniture they open up in the room there's uh, the bed a hospital bed two chairs and a desk with a chair behind it those are the only items in the room okay. they're going through everything they open up the desk there's a 26 page document handwritten document inside it's the private diary of doctor of father bishop mm-hmm documenting the entire he, exorcism but why and it's did he been sealed it? in that room he left it in there yes because in the catholic church when you perform an exorcism part of the deal is that you are sworn to secrecy afterwards and you are not allowed to talk about it oh so he, he wrote everything it. down so that everything would be documented and then and then left the it in the room in Whoa. a room that no one touched for 30 years Shit. um yeah so <clears throat> then they uh they were like okay 
they took the manuscript out. They like had to figure out where it, it ended. Eventually, ended up back with the Catholic Church and the Catholic Church, and then it ended up with Father Halloran, priest number four, the like fame mongering priest. And then like pages of it started to be released. There are pages of it on the internet. You can go and look at. Really, it became a bit of a manual for the Catholic priest to perform exorcisms because it had so much detailed information about what the boy did and what they did in response to it, and then what the boy's reaction to it was. And it's crazy. Shit. Wait for the Archangel yeah. Michael to yeah. show up. Yeah, but boy, blood shits word evil. <laughs> Uh, but one hail mary boy blood yeah. shits the word devil to two our fathers mary. yes <laughs> yeah okay huh. throw holy water at him no response no response. seems pretty straightforward <laughs> throw holy water at him shit self <laughs> um so so they so they the manuscript makes its way back to the catholic church um they take the furniture and people say that the furniture was sold with the rest of the furniture to this retirement community old people um, they love and then devils. like and then they were like it's weird because like nothing weird ever happened to the retirement community but they were afraid of the furniture so they never touched it it like sat in a basement mm. however the catholic church was like you can't have that fucking furniture you can't send it anywhere else so they quietly took the furniture away from the room like once the construction company opened it and locked it in the rectory of a nearby church and it stayed in that place until that church was torn down years and years later and they said that when it was torn down they hired another company to come in and the priests unlocked the door the workmen walked in obviously no one had been in this room for decades yeah Mm -hmm. and the priests refused to go into the room refused to touch anything they made all the workmen wear gloves and they said you box everything up in a crate they covered everything in the crate with holy water and they sent the crate off to a warehouse that's owned by the Catholic Church where that is the only thing that's in there. It's super fucking Indiana Jones. Man. Yeah, oh I was going to say, it was like yeah. right next to a box of the Ark of the Covenant. Yes, yeah, pretty fucking much. <laughs> and it sits there pretty much to this day. That's wow. to the best of, of the internet's knowledge. That's where that shit is right now. Why don't you burn it? It's just, well, and it's just. You can't burn it. And it's just the furniture. The devil loves fire shit. And the reason. No, that, the devil loves Prada. <laughs> devil wears Prada. <laughs> That was delightful. <laughs> that was delightful. Bob laughed his headphones oh, off of his head. Shit. Oh God! Sorry. Yeah, it was the commitment, man. Oh. I was. I was oh, committed. That's <laughs> you guys, oh, this God. beer is really powerful. Uh, it's a good beer. It's, uh, beer. it's also ten percent, so it's fun. Ooh, yeah, yeah it's a fun um, percent. So the reason that the Catholic Church, the reason that the Catholic Church went to such uh, like lengths was because the day that the construction crew opened this door, the day they like broke down the door and got into the room, um, they said that um, I gotcha. They said that the there was nothing in there there was like no one had been in there in years and years they went away they came back the next day to pack up the furniture and there were animal footprints all over the room even though there were no like animal footprints anywhere else in the building so there were there were like little animal footprints and there were pieces of like animal bodies and blood splattered on the walls but no like main like body and no there was nothing like of a predator. There was like bunny footprints, but like no coyote footprints. There was just like bunny footprints and then like blood. spray of bunny blood and like one bunny foot. So like the bunny walked into the room and exploded. Bloated. The bunny walked into the room and was by a demon. Jesus. Okay. Okay. Um, you know what? Burn it. Yeah. Burn yeah so everything. they tore that whole building down. Just the building is now a college. Demons got to eat, I guess. Yep. I mean, it's probably an apartment complex. <laughs> no, it's a college. 
Um, oh. So that's the story of Robbie Doe, who's the true story behind the story of The Exorcist. Okay. So the movie is based on a real exorcism that there is proof of. The Catholic Church is like, no, nah, man, we did this. Okay. Um, so the movie, if you've not seen the movie, it is a story of a 12-year-old named Reagan and her mom, Chris. Reagan is played by Linda Blair and Chris is played by Ellen Bernstein, both of whom fantastic in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Reagan gets possessed. Chris doesn't know what to do. She eventually calls in the Catholic Church and the Catholic Church sends two priests, Father Karras, who's played by Jason Miller, young, I'm having a crisis of faith, sexy priest. Yeah, he's And a sexy Father priest. Marin, who plays Max von Sydow, yeah. who's old-timey grizzled, I've been through this before, I'm gonna help you find Jesus Priest. Mm. Mm-hmm. Exorcism happens. Bunch of crazy shit happens. It's a great movie. She stabs herself in the vagina while saying fuck fuck me. Uh, No. What she does is she masturbates violently with a crucifix while screaming, that's it. Let Jesus fuck you. Oh, is that what it is? Let Jesus fuck you. Oh, okay. Because then that's not what I got in Spanish. Oh, yep. I saw it in Spanish. She (laughs) wants to let Jesus fuck her. In the book, she masturbates to completion. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um... So people say yeah. that the production was cursed uh, oh. because it's based on a real life exorcism and so it angered the devil and so the devil sought revenge on this movie production. Or the devil was like, I remember that. That was fun. Let's try it again. <laughs> yes. And in the movie, um, the the demon that possesses Reagan says that it's the devil, which is a thing that demons do. It's not actually the devil. In the movie is a demon called Pazuzu, it's never actually named in the it's Exorcist almost movie. Almost Pazuki. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, the this demon is the, Pazuki, the demon of gigantic cookies. pizza cookies, <laughs> ice cream pizza cookies. These um, guys don't sound so bad. <laughs> so production, it took them Pazukis for Jesus. It took them way longer to get this production going than it should have. It took forever for them to cast. It was it, in development hell. And it took no, it like hey oh, that was a good time. Hell. The book <laughs> came out in like seventy. Or 71. The movie started shooting in like 71 or 72. Okay. And it came out in 73. Like it was going as fast as possible. Because it's yeah. a really popular book. Um, but it just took, everything took fucking forever. It took them forever to find the right people. They like tried to get a bunch of famous people to be in the movie. And they were all a little bit like, nah, not so much. And then William Friedkin, Billy, the director, he just kept being like, fuck you, Paramount. I know that you've already offered the role of Father uh, Karras to Stacey Keach. And you have a pay to play deal with him. But I don't fucking want him. So pay off his contract because I found some other fucko who I want in my movie instead. This and I no won't make the movie fucko. unless you have it. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. He was kind of a dick. Um, so the production was haunted was haunted the production was halted several times during shooting uh, predominantly because there are nine deaths that were associated with the movie Jesus so on set not not on set they're associated with the movie so there are two cast members who died one who died like days after wrapping his part on the movie and one who died during the film was in post-production but before it actually came out Um, my god and then like uh, of like one of the like camera guys had his infant son die. Aww. Like Max von Sydow's brother died, and no. then he had to go to the funeral, which was in like fucking Sweden or wherever the von Sydows are from. Von, I'm gonna guess Germany. I feel like it was somewhere better than Germany. Somewhere better. Somewhere with less Nazis than Germany. Maybe that's Sweden or Switzerland is where I'm thinking of. Sweden's pretty racist, though. I yeah. don't know. Is it? Right. Yeah, oh, maybe oh. it's Switzerland. That's where they hiked to to escape the Nazis in Sound of Music, correct? Could be Austrian. Could be Austrian. Uh, yeah, Max von Sydow is Swedish. So oh, Sweden. Look at that. Boom, shakalaka. Boom, boom. Um, they went up to the fjords. 
He was yeah. born Carl Adolf von Sydow. Oh, I changed shit. my name too. Yeah. Continue. Oh, funny story. Ellen Bernstein's real name is Edna Ray Galuti. Galuti. G I L L O O L Y. Galuti. Galuli. She should have kept that name. Yeah, Edna that's a Ray qual- Galuli. I like it. That's and a then she, name. And then she was Edna Ray for a while. And then she married her fourth or fifth marriage was to a di- well, dude named Bernstein. And then she became Ellen Bernstein. Well, per, oh. per SAG, you have to have a different name. So there must have already been an Ellen Ray Galuli. I don't think so. I'm Galuli. She took the name. Doubtful. Um, okay, so there were nine deaths associated with the filming. <laughs> Two of the actors, Max von Sydow's brother died, which halted production because he had to go to the funeral. Right. And then Linda Blair's grandfather died, which ah. halted production because she and her mother had to go to the funeral. Um, there were also 13 horrific accidents that are associated Thir- with the movie set. Ooh, 13? So, ah. Yes, 13. That's an unlucky number That's I hear. Really unlucky 13. So, and not all of them happened on set. So like one of the big ones that people bring up is that Jason Miller had a very, very young son at the time. He was in his first marriage Mm -hmm. and his wife and his young son were like playing at the beach and out of nowhere, some fucko on a motorcycle drives through the beach and runs over his infant son. Oh no. Little known story. That was actually Jason Statham (laughs) filming the transporter part four. You know what's funny is it's, it's Jason Patrick, the actor. Yeah. <laughs> not Jason Statham. I know. <laughs> um, but it, and they, they said. My wife is so tired of my bullshit. Yeah. She looks across the table, buries her head in her hands, and is just like, my husband is a fucking idiot. I've been with you a real long time. Yeah. You're tired of these That's jokes. a lot of his bullshit. Yeah. I, I know all your bullshit. It's like 15, it's like 15 years 15 of bullshit. 15 years of horseshit every goddamn day. <laughs> Uh. Um, so they said that little baby Miller should have died but while he was in the hospital which they had to halt production while Jason Miller goes to be yeah. at his wife's side and his son's side um, and they had they brought priests in to pray over his young son and he said like working on this movie and Jason um Jason Miller is actually a lapsed Catholic. He went to Jesuit school. Like, he was studying to become a priest, and then he lost his faith and decided to become an actor instead, which is why he was so perfect for The Exorcist. Oh, yeah. So he regained his faith while shooting The Exorcist because it Became a priest, divorced his wife. Yes. Abandoned his son. Stop fucking ladies. No, he became so convinced that everything that happened in this movie could really happen, and he was like, if I believe in demons, then I have to believe in God, and if I believe in God, then I believe that my faith in God can heal my son. And his son, by all accounts, should have died and didn't oh wow oh. um like woke up while the priests were praying over Aww. him well, um, i'm glad he's okay that's a very sweet story yeah so all the other 12 things that happened on set not so nice Ugh. there was a bunch of terrible shit that happened uh like one of the like one of the grips or something something fell on his foot and cut off all of his toes jesus yeah mm. um ellen ellen um bernstein yeah oh. she it there's a there's a stunt in the movie where when Linda Blair is fucking herself with a crucifix and screaming let Jesus fuck you in her demon voice um, she then like pushes her mother away with like a force and her mother like screams and flies backwards and lands into a dresser and falls on the floor so they did the stunt a bunch of times and they were like "Eh, it just doesn't have the like the chutzpah we needed to and Ellen Bernstein's like I I like this is painful like this is a bad stunt and they were like one more time they did it one more time um, the force broke her coccyx, which is your tailbone. Yeah. Um, she you know scre- all about that. Yeah, I broke my butt bone once too. It was she funny. broke her butt. She broke her butt, which is incredibly painful to break your butt. Um, Can I ask a question? Sure. How terrible is pooping after you break your butt? It's like your. It's the base of your spine. 
But like it, pooping isn't infected. No, pooping is not Because like infected. if I broke my butt and then I couldn't enjoy a good dump, I would probably, I'd end my life. You don't break your butt whole. You break I don't the know top how, of your butt. I'm just curious as to how close the like, coxix is to the butthole. You, That's what I'm asking. You I think, break more your tramp anything. stamp. Oh. You break your tramp stamp. Well, you deserve to That's have that broken. That's where the coccyx is. How dare you? I thought you? that was higher. No. Oh. It's your tailbone. I thought that... It's like... Your tailbone's not in your asshole. But that's not where your tramp stamp is. We'll come back we'll to this after this we'll show. Google. Google will know. Um, so, so anyway. So she's thrown against this dresser in the middle of this stunt. She breaks her coccyx. She screams bloody murder. Billy Friedkin is like, that is wonderful. Print it. That's the cut in the fucking movie. Oh, where she Ellen breaks Burstyn her shit. breaks her back and to this day has back issues and like collected unemployment for a long time oh. because of it. Like couldn't work because of it. Like oh. has debilitating back issues because of this injury in, from this movie like happened during this movie that's in the movie wow. her blood curdling scream in that movie is real as she's breaking her fucking butt down <sighs> also real in the movie there's a scene where Linda Blair is tied down to the bed and the bed starts bouncing all around goes all crazy and Linda starts screaming make it stop make it stop and crying um, it's an amazing take and you're like I don't know how this fucking 14 year old 12 year old girl did it it's because the stunt broke the bed at some point in the middle of the take uh-huh. and this giant sheet of metal popped out from the back and was stabbing her in the back like not to break the skin but like repeatedly slamming sharp pieces of metal into oh. her back and she starts literally screaming make, make it, it stop, stop make it stop and Billy Friedkin's like this is an amazing Pre- take keep going keep going and this 12 year old girl is like being tortured on oh. film ah, it feels so it, it, it's so realistic i love it yeah this also in the movie well oh, i mean if you're man. gonna get hurt for the take you might as well yeah. i guess get really hurt for yeah. the take yeah Something. so uh one of the other terrible accidents that happened during the filming was one night um and they shot a bunch of it in exteriors in georgetown and around washington dc but the main set the mcneil family set where the exorcism takes place is in um Brooklyn. They built it in a Brooklyn soundstage. And um, the one night, no one knows why. One night. One dark night. Um, the entire set burns down. Whoa, like, shit. Everything burns completely gone. Two cinders, except Reagan's room. The room where the exorcism is taking place, the like main oh, piece of the set. Fuck. Untouched. Dude. No, t- no flame damage whatsoever. It's fucking creepy. Fucking power of Satan was like, this is my room now. Exactly. He was like, don't fucking touch my room. Um, So they had to halt filming a bunch of times because of all these terrible things that happened. They also had to stop it a bunch of times because this is the 1970s. So they don't have special effects in the way that we have special effects now. So all the effects in The Exorcist are practical. So in The Exorcist, in the moments where they're in the room and it's, and Reagan, the demon Pazuzu inside Reagan starts making the room really fucking cold. And then everything gets cold and they get covered in like icicles and you can see their breath and stuff. It's because they're literally in a room that is frozen. Oh. They built a set that was basically a refrigerator. Oh God. And then they they ran air conditioners all night, like $50,000 worth of air conditioners all night long. In the morning, the room was around negative 10 degrees. Oh, God. They would shoot until like lunchtime when the room would warm up to like 30 or 35. And you would stop being able to see the breath of the actors. And they'd be like, nope, the heat of the movie lights has made it too warm in here. We have to break for another couple hours until it's fucking freezing again. And And then we we can can see your breath. Yeah. So all of the actors got horribly sick i get sick and they would like they get the sniffles they would get the flu everyone got terribly fucking sick my nose would go crazy except linda blair linda blair never got sick she never got the sniffles nothing and in those scenes Hmm. 
all the other you people can never are see her breath. All the you can. All the other people are in like you know priest clothes, and they're like wearing thermals underneath it. Uh, Linda Blair's in a really thin, flimsy yeah, like little a- nightgown. That's all she's in, <laughs> and she's standing in a room that's negative ten degrees for hours. Never got sick. Whoa. Yeah. Well, okay, look, that demon was, um, he was considerate. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking out um, for him. They also had this phone on set. There's a phone that was like from the control room to like talk down to the set or whatever. And the phone used to ring and then answer itself all the time. Or the phone would like pull itself off the receiver or move around the room, like fly around the room. Ugh. And they were like, yeah, we don't want to shoot here anymore. No. It's a little too fucking haunted for our take. Um, so after the 13th incident, <laughs> everyone was like, oh, we're fucking 13. I'm lucky 13. So Friedkin said, okay, we have a technical advisor who's a priest attached to the movie let's have him come in and like exercise the 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 movie set and the priest came in like walked around like got a feel for it and he said i can't exercise this movie set because whatever i do is only going to make it worse oh um it's time to move end your movie what he meant was it's just going to make people feel like there's something here to exercise oh okay everyone in the crew just heard i'm gonna make it worse which just made everyone freak out so then eventually they did like a blessing they came in and they blessed this set and they blessed everyone on the set and then it sounds like you're a shitty priest right like if i do this it's just gonna make it worse look i'm just gonna fuck all shit up yeah look all the demons are gonna leave the fucking kid and go into all of you assholes you're gonna be shitting the world satan and then what are we gonna do evil it's fine if you shit satan you you didn't pay you for sick days no Good thing you're part of the union. <laughs> Local so, 77 doesn't cover asshole <laughs> possession. Go fuck yourself. So the because of all these reasons, the movie went vastly over budget and over schedule. It was supposed to shoot for like a month and a half in the U.S. It shot for almost an entire year. Oh my God. It also, that's way over. Yes. It was also supposed to shoot for, it was also, I forget what the original budget was, but it ballooned to like something like $70 million. Something that in the 70s is huge. It's the same amount of money that they spent to make 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh my God. It's how much The Exorcist cost to fucking make. Jesus. Um, they also, um, they also had, uh, like, f- and part of it is because all this crazy shit started happening. And part of it is because Billy Friedkin is a crazy person. Yeah. And he just wanted all this ridiculous shit. Like, he insisted that the opening of the movie is shot in Iraq. And it actually is shot in Iraq. Even though it's an American movie production. And in the 70s, America didn't talk to Iraq. So he had to hire no. a British crew to go over into Iraq. And the only way that Iraq would let him shoot there was if uh, he hired locals to do all of the work. So he had to bring a British crew, give them no credit or pay and hire a bunch of locals to do it and he had to teach those locals how to make fake blood and he was like i don't know why that's what they wanted but they were like really insistent on that point that the country of iraq learned how to make fake movie blood uh, um it okay. was like yeah um and it's like caro syrup and uh, a little bit of yeah red food <laughs> and they shot in this like old this place that's these ruins that have been there since like 1400 or something crazy um and they used to do like tourism where people would come in and be like this is where they shot the exorcist they can't do it anymore because fucking isis took it over yeah and they dug oh. a giant pit and now it's a mass grave for people that they execute if oh. you speak out against isis so where they shot the demon part of the exorcist is now a mass grave for isis that's not haunted. Crazy. Now, I was going to say, like, the, the, it, p- pardon me for being insensitive, that place is probably super fucking haunted right Yo, now. Yo, 100%. Um, so the film releases on December 26th, Merry Christmas. Yes. Merry yeah. Christmas. Let Jesus fuck you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
they were the movie's just over two hours long they were really concerned they were going to get an x rating and like be banned in a bunch of countries yeah um, i get they were it. banned in a bunch of middle east countries but uh it, domestically the mpaa agreed to give it an r rating because they said this is a movie where uh god triumphs over evil and this is a movie that people need to say so we're not going to make it uh an x. x rating even though it fucking should be yeah. um the movie was so realistic that for six months to a year after the release of the movie Warner Brothers had to pay for armed security to follow Linda Blair around because she got death threats and people were trying to kill her when they saw her in the streets because they were like there's that girl that's possessed by a demon whoa Um, movies people movies yes you're like you should be you're a very good actress for a little weird girl (laughs) Um, high five you did a good job at the um, at the Roman premiere this is one of the coolest things I think about the exorcist at the Roman premiere so right outside the Vatican of the movie there's this crazy electrical storm it's like the wrong time Uh of year for there to be a storm no one knows why everyone has to run inside the theater to get out of the rain so they don't get to do the whole red carpety thing pretty much as soon as everyone gets inside the theater um, and starts like muckety mucking inside instead of outside a giant bolt of lightning strikes the church that's immediately across the street from the theater and causes its cross to topple over into the courtyard and part of it breaks and falls into where the red carpet was where there were all those people like minutes before hell yes at the fucking roman premiere right outside the fucking vatican Mm -hmm. what did julius caesar say he said said, fuck yes I don't know what year things happen. <laughs> he said et tu brute. After, after Caesar. Okay. After Caesar. Cool. Um, still Satan. a good story, regardless of what Caesar did. <laughs> um, also, when the movie came out, there's a woman named Mercedes McCambridge who actually does the demon voice. And it was a incredibly it taxing is. thing for her. Um, it took her over two weeks to record all of this voiceover. And she was a, she was a voice artist, and but she hadn't worked in years. And uh, Billy Friedkin said, I need you and I need you to have this voice that you used to have like 20 years ago when you were drinking and smoking every day. And she was like, I don't do any of that anymore. And he was like, this is what I need from you. And this movie is going to be amazing and you should do it. So she agrees to do it. She uh, comes up to Los Angeles mm-hmm. where he smokes. Makes her smoke multiple packs of cigarettes a day. He like force feeds her whiskey, knocks her off of the wagon. She's been (gasps) like a a recovered alcoholic for years and years. He ties her to a chair in recording studio by the arms, legs and neck and makes her scream and vomit and like drink whiskey through a straw for hours and hours a day until he gets this voice right. And then doesn't credit her in the movie whoa in the original release of the movie and he claims she said it's gonna break the continuity of the movie like like let's uh, let everyone think it's linda blair don't credit me but then the movie comes out and she's like fuck you i worked so goddamn hard on this give me a credit and she sues and she sues warner brothers and she gets the movie pulled and they have to like recut it and put her name in the credits and a huge fucking thing and billy friedkin says way to file an injunction and billy friedkin says that woman fucked my movie, but I'm not worried about it because one day she'll get horse. Like one day this will all come knocking on her door. And then like 20 years later, uh, she's she uh, she has one son and she gets off the phone with her son and her son is like having a bad day. She gets off the phone with her son. Her son, for some reason, snaps. He brutally murders his two children and his wife and then calls 911, tells him what he did and then eats a shotgun. Oh, boy. And Billy Friedkin's like, yep, she would get hers. Billy Friedkin's an yeah, he's asshole. He's kind of a dick. He's a big he's dick. Kind of a dick. Oh, and he did it on Halloween. He killed them all on Halloween. Did he run out of pancakes? I don't understand why he ate the shotgun. Like, it's, you, there's other well, food in the house. Why do you? Bop, bop, bop. Why? Oh, it was a euphemism. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so <laughs> you're the, not having no no nope. no one is nope. having my shit today. Nope. You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> so when the movie originally released, it released in 26 theaters in the U.S. They were completely overrun, um, like breaking down the doors, people standing in the aisleways. Everyone wanted to see this movie, so they were like, "Fine, we'll give it a wider release." Um, there were reports in the U.S. of people who had to be rushed out of the theater because they were vomiting. People were fainting. One guy fainted so hard he broke his jaw. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Jesus. People were walking out. Like, ambulances were standing by outside movie theaters because the movie is so graphic and people just didn't know what to expect. And there's one case where a woman actually freaked out so much, she gave herself a panic attack, she fell down really hard, and she had a miscarriage. Aww. Oh, my God. In Berkeley, a man became possessed himself grabbed a knife which i guess he brought to the theater with him sure ran at the screen and started trying to stab it to quote kill the demon oh boy um in toronto four women had a psychological break in the middle of the movie and they had to be removed and then later all of them were institutionalized because of it in germany a in west germany a, a teenage boy saw the movie thought that's what's happening to me i'm myself possessed and then he killed himself and then germany outlawed the movie and in the UK, or in London, a military cadet breaks into a church in the middle of service, walks up onto the altar, sets himself on fire. Whoa. Hmm. Um, because of the movie. Sure, sure. And then in the UK, a teenage boy murders a nine-year-old girl. And then when he's tried for it, he says, it was a voice inside me telling me to do it. I've heard the voice ever since I saw The Exorcist. Oh, boy. Um. The Exorcist is, to this day... You guys, it's um, just a movie. It's made over $300 million in releases and re-releases. Tight, Um, tight. When you adjust for inflation, the movie is the ninth top-grossing film of all time, and it is the number one R-rated film of all time. It was also the first R-rated like horror film to be nominated for uh, an Academy Award. Um, but Did Die Hard get nominated for an Academy Award? No, baby, it didn't. That's because the Academy is a sham, so that's... But one of the That's other what we've learned here today. Yes. So Thanks, one, dear. <laughs> one true like little tidbit about the movie that I find delightful or not so delightful um, is the story of Paul Batenson. And Paul Batenson is he was a student at um, NYU in the medical department. He's Paul Bunyan's cousin. He's Paul Bunyan's cousin. Um, he's an extra in the hospital scene. So in the scenes in the beginning of the movie where Reagan's getting the like angiogram and stuff, mm-hmm. he's in the he's like the one administering the like medicine and stuff. He's and he got that gig as an extra because he was actually working in the NYU medical um, like, center here. where he was working. So they were like, yeah, you're here. You have the costume. You know how to do the thing. We're yeah. fake doing this procedure on her. You do it. Yeah. Um, you fake do it. Yeah. So he did this in 1972. Um, in 1979, he was incarcerated for murdering a film critic. Whoa. And while he was in prison, he confessed. I don't blame him for that, though. While he was in prison, he confessed to seven other murders. <gasps> Holy oh. shit. Yes. Well, that, that's not so good, then. And he confessed to being what they called the bag. He confessed to the bag murders of Brooklyn of the 1970 or Yeah, the 1970s, where he would troll gay bars. He would pick up gay men. He would take them back to his house. He would chop them into pieces, put them in trash bags, and deposit them in different uh, like garbage dumps all like over the city. He's like the proto-Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Yes. He is Jeffrey and he's Dahmer's idol. In yeah. The Exorcist. That's gross. He's an wow. extra in The Exorcist. Oh. Um, so yeah. even if you don't believe any of the other shit, believe that there's a serial killer in that movie. In the movie. Uh, so all of that brings me to my beer. Which I murdered. <laughs> so my beer. Hey, did you see what I did there? Yeah, I, I see like what it. you did there. Uh, you exercised that beer. I exercised it. So the beer that I picked is called The Reverend, yeah. and it's from Avery Brewing Cow. It is a Belgian style quadruple. 
quadruple. Yeah, it's 10%. It's definitely a quadruple. Oh, yeah. it's a quadruple. Um, and it says not just for Sundays. Nope. And then it says. Although it is Sunday. Brewed and canned by Avery Brewing Company. Created by God. Feared by Satan. Loved by all. Reverend Luther Tucker. Mm-hmm. The Reverend is a divinely complex and beautifully layered creation with hints of dark cherries. Yep. True. Definitely tasted dark yeah, cherries. Yeah, definitely in there. Uh, currants yep. and molasses. Yep. Definitely yeah. molasses. Has yep. a mapleiness to it. Complemented by an underlying speeciness yep. with a sinfully smooth 10% alcohol. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's definitely a, a sipping beer, but you can it's taste. It's a sip beer. It is a all gorgeous amber color. Mm-hmm. It, it is, it is one of the most dark, beautiful beers that yes. we've had on this on this uh, oh, podcast. It is I'd make delightful. out with this beer. I haven't had a lot of it because it's hard. It's it's a sipping beer. It's Melly's all. killed hers. Gone. Done. The Which champion of the reverend. Explains yeah. a lot. So obviously he picked it because he's got a priesty man on the cover. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like the priesty men who exercise. And it's, exercise. it's a little like the, the, the imagery on the can is a little bit evil. Yeah. It's beautiful. But also kind of crazy. Maybe he's a little bit possessed. Yeah. Yeah. No, maybe, it is. Or maybe he's just come back from an exorcism. It is very smooth. You definitely get the fruitiness, the molassiness. Yeah. This like, is delightful. And it comes, it's it's a four pack of cans yeah, for like 12 bucks. This a, is a real good, if you're going to a party beer. and you want to just like, I'm going to have one beer and that's yeah. it. And that, this is a great this beer is for the that. One. But if you also want to go to a party, have four beers and then die there, you can also You can this. also do this. Yeah. And yeah. then get convinced that you need an exorcism and light yeah. yourself on fire. Yep. That's if you want to go to a party, beer. you can coat yourself in the beer and light yourself on fire. I bet you Because it's that high of alcohol. If you want to poop a magnet, yep. you should definitely drink the Reverend from Avery Drink Brewing. Avery's you Reverend. You can do it. Do it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. The end. Well, we've now reached the part Boom. of the show where I get to pick a winner. I liked Melissa's beer because you know why? It was easy drinking. It tasted it was good. easy drinking. And I also liked good. her story because it was actually a haunting and not a demon possession. <laughs> yeah. But that fucking exorcist shit was too goddamn crazy, and this goddamn beer is delicious from the Reverend. The winner this week is Vanessa. Yeah, so the winner this week is the fucking exorcist. Yeah, yeah the that exorcist story. Wins. I have been talking to Melly about wanting to do the exorcist for on this while. podcast for a long time. Oh, so yeah. then when listener Dustin was like, haunted movie sets, I was like, I'm doing the exorcist. Yes. Now, with that said, you should absolutely look up that that Babylon bullshit oh. picture. Those pictures are horrifying. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll, uh, don't sue us, internet. We'll we'll put some on the yeah. websites. Um, and then we'll put some. I've actually... They're pretty much everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I actually have been on a ghost walking tour of Georgetown. And yep. I have seen the house exorcist where house. they shot the exorcist. And then the the Hitchcock steps mm-hmm. is what they call them, but the mm-hmm. Exorcist steps at the end of the movie. Um, and just as a fun little sidebar, the people who currently own the Exorcist house know that ghost walking tours walk by there all the time, and they like they think it's funny and they play into it. So when I was on the ghost walking tour, one of the guys who owns the house, presumably Papa Bear, walks into one of the rooms. The lights on. He sees us. He walks out of the room and shuts the lights off. And then, like 30, 40 seconds later, the lights in the room start flickering. <laughs> like, what an asshole. Yeah, he was just trying to be funny. Oh, um, I like that guy. And I was like, that's delightful. I'm glad people who enjoy the fact that they own the Exorcist house live in the Exorcist oh, house. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And there's no priests throwing themselves out of windows. Yeah. Nope. Bob, see the movie. I'm gonna go watch the movie now. I gotta watch find it. it somewhere and I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna yeah. enjoy it. It's gonna be the best we like to thank og listener dustin. og fucko dustin yeah. for being kind enough to send us this great uh uh suggestion. topic suggestion suggestional topic for this week yeah thanks dustin if, if one listeners. of you listeners would like to send us a suggestion for a future podcast do it. Do it. We'll do it. All you have to do is email us at boozeandbrewspodcast at gmail.com well, that's what? it and we'll that's take right. that into consideration it's easy uh we are also 
Well, our, our reviews have slowed down. We yeah. need more reviews. Hey, a uh, listener who emailed us very kindly and said that um, you need to set, we, we don't know what happened to your shipment, so we're going to ship you a new one right away. Yep. Many apologies. Yeah. It's That's coming. going out. It's, it's coming. coming. So sorry. Um, but we do send you free things. We will buy your love. All you need to do is rate, review, and subscribe to our delightful podcast. Yep. Ladies, I have a question for what? you. I hate email, but I do love my Facebook. Oh, well. What if I want to engage with this brand on Facebook? Well, then you should look at Booze and Brews. That's great. Yeah. But what? you know what I like better is Instagram. Oh, well, do I Booze and Brews podcast? Hey, what if I want to talk shit to you on Twitter? Because that you, I happens. I mean, you can fucking do that, too. That's at Booze and Brews as well. There you go. I just did all the plugs. All yeah. the fucking shit. Killing it every day, kids. <laughs> plugs. Plug, plug in your butthole. Plug in the butt. Uh, Stop but yes. the maggots from coming. <laughs> so please, like Bob said, rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. We're going to be back next week. Yeah, it really does help other people find us. It does. Um, and it helps us rise up in the ratings. So if you have a moment, you want to hit that little review button, we appreciate it. It helps if you rate something as opposed to just clicking the stars. Yep. Um, we'll be back next week. Next week, although much to the chagrin of Engineer Bob, yep. we're going to do Haunted Hawaii in that's honor right. of Pearl Harbor Day. Because <laughs> that's how you make ghosts. That's right. War. War. Lots of sadness. Uh, I'm just going to do a dramatic retelling of the movie Pearl Harbor, oh, where I will play every part. Ben Affleck. Except Ben Affleck. That is much, fuck him. much yeah. more to my chagrin than anything else. <laughs> Can I be Josh, uh, what's his face? Yeah, you can be Josh Hartnett. You can be Josh, what's his face, Hartnett. Josh Hotnet. Hotnet. Bob will be Kate Beckinsale, of course. Yes. Sounds good. (laughs) Okay. So until next week, you guys. Cheers. Cheers.